maybe you have experienced something similar, how to witness, um, and this is what God wants us, uh, what Jesus says. And I would like to read to you uh, from, from Acts 1 verse 8. These are the last words Jesus spoke. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. These are the last words Jesus ever spoke here on earth. And I was wondering why is it that when we are saved, why doesn't God just take us into heaven? And maybe this is why. Is that He wants us to do something. He wants us to, 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 to... to witness to other people. What is the things that we can do on earth and in heaven? What are those things that, that are similar? What can't we do in heaven? What are the, there's one thing, specific thing that we can't do in heaven. We can sing together here on earth and in heaven, right? We can fellowship together here on earth and in heaven. We can pray here on earth and in heaven. The one thing that we can't do is witness in heaven because there's no need to witness because Christ is already there and if you are there you don't need to witness because you're already um, you seeing him uh, and there's nothing to witness about so but there's a there's a job for us to do right here right now in this place and it is to witness we are God's witnesses Just before Jesus returned, he said these words. And he said, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus says two things that stand out. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, and when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will be my witnesses. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will be my witnesses. Jesus didn't ask, will you be my witnesses? He actually made a claim. He said, you will be my witness. He didn't ask, maybe, will you think about it? Um, He didn't ask that of his disciples, but he said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will be my witnesses. And that's what the disciples did. They went out throughout the whole world to, to witness but they were filled by the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk about three things. A witness tells what he knows. A witness tells what he has experienced. And a witness tells of his faithfulness. Is it hard to witness? Any of you ever been in, a, in, in, in the courts? And uh, you've had to testify or be a witness. How does it make you feel? How did it make you feel? Nervous. Okay, why, why, why did it make you nervous? Okay. 
Okay. But you can only tell what you know, right? You can only tell the truth as you have seen it or as you've heard it and as you've experienced it. Isn't that right? And that's what Jesus asks us to do. Is exactly the same thing. See, the disciples, they knew Jesus because they'd already walked with him. They'd already spoken to him. They'd already seen what he was able to do. But they knew him. We come to church on a Sunday because we too have a relationship with the living God. When is it that we can have a relationship? Do we have a relationship with dead people? Unless you can speak to them. Um, we, there's no relationship. That person is not there anymore. But what we know about Jesus Christ is when he died on that cross, he died. They then put him in a tomb. And after three days, he rose again, meaning that he is not dead. And then after 40 days, he ascended into heaven. And he is still alive. And he still listens to your prayers and my prayers. And he still intercedes for us. And that's an amazing relationship. So you know people come to us and say, um, well, we don't believe uh, in Christ and we don't believe in God and how can you believe in somebody that's dead? The thing is, is that how can you have a relationship with somebody that's dead? We can have a relationship because Christ is not dead. He is alive. He has risen. And that's what Christ wants us to witness to. If Christ has touched your heart, there's an experience that has taken place, isn't it? And all he wants you to do, he doesn't want you to go and evangelize. He wants you to tell your story. He wants you to tell just that little story of how Christ touched your heart. What Christ did for you in that blackness of the time that you couldn't see a way out. Because there's an experience there that needs to be told. 1 John 1 says it this way. He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, uh, at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. See, John says, I saw him, I heard him, I walked with him, and I touched him. And then John goes on to say, The, the life appeared um, we have seen it and testified to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and has appeared to us. Christ appeared on earth. We experienced him personally and we now declare him to you. See, Christ knows. <laughs> and if he's touched your heart, hey, why keep it for yourself? Why keep it for yourself? Are there still any working folks? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's still a job to do. At your job, there's still a job to do. If you're a teacher or if you're a nurse or whatever occupation you do, if you're a secretary, okay, there's a job for you to do. Is there somebody who's going to come into your tea room and you're going to need to tell them about Jesus Christ? 
you need to tell them just something. Okay? It's not difficult. Why do we make it so difficult? There's a couple of reasons. But has a salesperson ever sold you anything? Have you ever been to the show? I remember going to the Rand show. And there was these cubicles. And there was a guy standing behind that cubicle. And he was peeling the vegetables. Or he was doing something. He was trying to sell something. But he had a passion for what he was doing. He knew his product. He knew every single thing. And when you asked him the question, he could actually say, hey, mate, this is the best or the cheapest or it can peel. You can, but meantime, you have to peel those. You still have to peel it. And, uh, but he sold you that. But here's the thing. It's, Jesus is not asking you to be a salesman or saleswoman. He's asking you to tell people about him. That's all you have to do. That's all I have to do, is tell people about what Jesus has done in my life, in your life, in somebody's life. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Here's some things why we don't, why we don't want to witness. Sometimes we feel maybe that we stutter, that we don't talk well, and that maybe somebody... Uh, won't understand us when we actually speak or when we tell people about Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. The Holy Spirit doesn't stutter. Okay? So the Holy Spirit won't make you stutter. When you've got something on your heart, you can tell it. And it will flow. And some, sometimes we say, uh, well, we're too shy. Hey, anybody ever told uh, that I'm too shy? To tell anybody about Jesus. Right? I'm not confident enough to tell anybody about Jesus. But he speaks through you. Uh, the best one is, I don't know enough about the Bible. Um, I don't know enough about the Bible too. And I'm still learning. Okay? But you know, while I'm learning, it's still a good thing to tell people about Jesus Christ. It's still a good thing to encourage people to continue reading the Bible. It's still a good thing to, to make mistakes and to be afraid. Well, we all make mistakes. The disciples made hundreds, if not thousands of mistakes. But they kept on doing what needed to be done. They kept on witnessing about Jesus Christ. Jesus asks us one thing, and that is to tell our story to somebody that needs it most. Somebody out there needs to hear your story or my story. But if I'm too afraid or if I'm too shy or if I don't know the Bible, if I don't, um, uh, then my story will never be told. And it's not my story because Jesus has done what needed to be done in my life and in your life. And it's all about Jesus. There's a story about Norman Gates. And there was a, there was a Christian who prayed, Lord, if you want me to witness to someone today, please give me a sign to show me who it is. So this man got on a bus and he was sitting there and all of a sudden, the bus stopped and a big man, a really big man, 
uh, got out and he got and sat right next to this man. And the bus was empty. Okay. And this big guy went and sat right next to this little Christian man. And um, this Christian man felt a bit intimidated and he felt a bit uh, uncomfortable. Um, and then and he, he wanted to ask him just to move over a little and just so that he can go to uh, before he stop. But then this man stood up and in a loud voice he cried out, I need to be saved. I'm a lost sinner and I need the Lord. Won't somebody tell me how to be saved? And he looked at this Christian man and he said, Can you show me how to be saved? This Christian man went down and he started praying and he said, Lord, is this a sign? <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> You don't need that sign to witness. You just need it. You know it. You know what you have to say and what you have to do because you've experienced it. That's all Christ wants. He doesn't want you to go and become uh, Angus Buchan, uh, to stand up on a stage and you know, um, evangelize. But what he wants, be, he wants you to do to be his witness is tell somebody about what has happened in your life. That's all he wants to do. I want to close with this story about a man who was drowning uh, after the Titanic sank. A young man too. And there was another man who was on a, um, a piece of wood floating by. And the man's name was John Harper. And he said to the young man, um, Are you saved? The young man said, No, I'm not. And Mr. Harper replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. <coughs> and the waves took John Harper away. And a bit later the current brought him back and he asked the young man again. He said, Are you saved? Are you saved yet? And the young man replied, I honestly can say I am not. And John Harper replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And shortly after John Harper died, he drowned. But as that young man was in the middle of nowhere, uh, on that, uh, that piece of wood, all he could think of was those words, Just believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And he was saved. And... It's, and, he, and he said when, when he came around, uh, when, he, when he was saved, he was saved by Jesus, but he was also saved. Uh, he said, um, John Harp, I was John Harper's last convert. And so even at that time, there was somebody who witnessed about Jesus. And that's what we have to do. Those were the last words Jesus said, is be my witness. So as we're going to communion now, Christ died for us on the cross, but he didn't stay hanging. He, they, they placed him in a tomb, and he didn't stay buried. And he sits right next to God the Father, and he hears, and he intercedes, and he's still alive today. And he sees what we do.
and how we do it. But this is a reminder of what he has done for you and for me. And this is the witness. And we are those witnesses to Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Mighty Lord God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us so much to talk about, Lord. That we have the whole of Benoni we can speak about. Speak to about you. In our own families, in our own in our own work, in our own situations, Lord. We come to church because we want to serve, we want to glorify, we want to praise your name. But we also know, Lord, that you hear and you see everything. And through the Holy Spirit, Lord, you, you, you bring new baptism to every single person that believes in you. So be with us, Lord, as we continue to worship you through communion. But we also pray, Lord, for those families that are suffering. We especially think of the families in China. We pray, Lord, that you will just, you'll put your healing hand over them, that they will find your healing in spirit and in flesh. Lord, we pray for our families that have lost lost ones. We pray for our families that are going in for operations. We pray for our families that are lonely, that are depressed. We pray, Lord, for our, our country. We thank you that we live in South Africa, Lord. We thank you that we live in such a diverse country. But we also pray, Lord, that you will take control and that you will give us God-fearing leaders that, that will do what you want them to do. That there will be respect and that there will be dignity from all sides, Lord. We pray for our church. We pray for all the leaders, Lord. And not just Mseni, but for the bigger Methodist church. And then the church universal, Lord. We pray wherever there's a gathering today that you will just bring love, that you will bring forgiveness, and that you will bless every single person that hears your voice today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.